welcome to episode number three of the PB&J podcast. Now, truth be told, I never dreamed that our contract would get renewed for three full episodes. This is fantastic. Uh, and this is our uh, setting here at Southwest Community Church where we take some of the important things that are going on in the in the walk of a, of a Christian and how we can help people uh, grow and develop in their walk with the Lord. And so we've taken a couple different topics. We're going to take another topic today. Mm. Well, I'm John. I'm the student ministries pastor here. I'm the J. I'm the PB. And this is the PB. If you haven't watched our first two episodes of this show, please go watch it. It's amazing. And every episode, I'm planning to just add something to this table, whether it's in front of it. We got pop filters now to protect your ear holes. Um, we love that. Now, I would like to lower expectations. John <laughs> says it's amazing. I think we want to low expectations and exceed them. We were mediocre, but thanks for watching. Yeah, yeah. You know, I like to think the better of us. Go but for that. <laughs> anyway, today we're going to be talking about Bible resources. Um, and this is something very important for us to talk about because. There's so many things we don't understand in the Bible. You read it and you're like, what did I just read? Um, and we need some resources that we can go to that we can easily, well, not and not just easily, but like conveniently and um, wisely come to. Because it's very smart and very wise to study and research the material because it's going to teach you so much more. You're going to learn so much more. You're going to get so much more out of God's word when you do these things. Absolutely. Because we're separated by millennia, by culture, by language, mm. by history, uh, by uh, so many little factors, socioeconomic, all of these things that change the dynamics in reading. And so it's good for us to read with uh, good tools, but also there's a long tradition of biblical study and interpretation, and we fall in the stream of that. And so let's engage uh, those who have been a part of the discussion uh, at a deeper level and uh, for a longer period of time than us. And that goes back through the full range of mm. Christian history. So uh, some of these tools will help you get engaged with that uh, that element. Now, with our discussion, mm. we uh, we are the PB&J mm. uh, podcast, so we got to do a little uh, little food work here. We got a little peanut butter and jelly sandwich yes, today. So do. today, quickly, let's introduce the components of our PB&J. We're going to go today with uh, Schmuckers. You can't uh, you can't think of jelly without thinking Schmuckers. It's, um, it's Smuckers. No, I like to say schmuckers. <laughs> I feel like that's making fun of us when we use it. No, no, no. no. <laughs> uh, this is actually the name of my uh, middle school, and that's probably why I'm pronouncing it like uh, that, okay. because we called it schmuckers. Oh, okay. um, and so we're looking at strawberry preserves mm, today, and I yep. love me some strawberries. We're going to go with a nearly empty. Nearly empty. Nearly empty. Peter Pan creamy peanut butter mm. so we're going back to the well i gotta give a, a little uh shout out for it this is my favorite peanut butter that i buy really and why it's almost empty because it was mine it was yours and you're eating it yes so there we go i did replace it with aldi brand though but it's crunchy crunchy but it's crunchy we all know how much we love crunchy <laughs> so if we've gone with schmuckers we've gone with peter pan now we've gone with aunt millie's aunt Good millie's aunt millie country Buttermilk, country buttermilk. So I'm expecting a little, a little tang. Mm. A I'm little... expecting some deliciousness. Oh, yeah. um, a, Mariah, my wife, um, had gone through the keto diet last year for mm. a while, 
it was great for her, um, but uh, great for me too because I got to consume enormous amounts of butter. And all I've ever learned is that butter makes everything better. It does. Mm, So much better. So I'm really excited for what it's going to do to this bread. Buttermilk. And the sandwich in my mouth. All right. Well, hey, go ahead and uh, let's start talking about our conversation here while I make some sandwich. Sounds good. So for our first Bible study tool for you today is, in fact, a lot simpler than you think. It's your Bible. (laughs) the first study tool for the Bible and not just reading your Bible. You don't even realize how many um, things are in your Bible to help you understand it and read it. There's first of all, there's footnotes. Most Bibles come with footnotes, simple, easy to read footnotes that can reference things that can help you and guide you throughout. Sometimes there's maps in the back that you can look at so you can visualize um, the land that was there and the traveling journeys that was taken. I remember in, a, in one of my Bibles, I have like a map of Paul's journey in the New Testament. So you can see like the big circle. Who's he this makes. Paul you speak of? He's this guy. His name was Saul. Oh, Saul. Now I understand. Saul, Paul, same guy. Um, so uh, your Bible itself and, and most importantly, the, the version of your Bible, um, not, not the translation necessarily, but in terms of the uh, quality of Bible, you can get a study Bible. Yeah. Study Bibles are great tools because a lot of people put a lot of work into creating huge note sections. A good study Bible usually has like um, maybe a fourth of the page with the scripture and uh, three fourths of it full of notes. So you have really usually really thick study Bibles because they're trying to give you commentation while you're reading it. Um, really helpful for your studies. So, you know, you're, I hope your comments are good here because I'm not listening because I had to climb into the peanut butter jar up to my elbow to get any. (laughs) Sorry about that. Um, not sorry about that. So, um, one of the ones that I personally recommend just because I've heard so many good things about it is the ESV study Bible. Um, I feel like whenever I hear somebody talk about study Bible, they're always like, oh, I got to get me that ESV study Bible. Um, The meme pages that I follow, Christian meme pages, they always have jokes about it because it's the one that people just go to. And I think it's for a reason. It's it's probably very well done um, and and could probably help you a lot with it. But but don't neglect the fact that your Bible comes with resources in it. Um, it comes with glossaries in the back. There's always something, sometimes a concordance. Small concordance. Usually it's yeah. a select concordance. That's yeah. Um, so those are some good things that you can do just right off the bat. Just open your Bible and see what it has already in it. And you don't have to go anywhere, check out anything. You know, I loved those map sections and some of those, uh, I remember in a Bible I had uh, as a kid, uh, conversion charts, like for the weights and measurements and amounts. And I love those because when the pastor was boring, that gave me something to pay attention to and look at. And it still looked like I was reading my Bible. Mm. So it was a win-win. That's a tip for Sundays. (laughs) Not at Southwest. All right. Number two, um, software. Hey, we live in the digital age and uh, I am a, I'm a hard copy guy. I like books uh, that I that I can hold and I can look through. But there's also, let's be honest, there are resources that are just available to us at a level, a degree, and even a cost that is is unparalleled when we do it in the digital realm. And so um, I think it's uh, valuable. If you're going to expand a library, if you want to build a biblical library, probably the first place you should invest a little bit of money 
is in Bible software. Um, most Bible softwares, I'm gonna. Uh, there's there's several out there uh, packages that you can use. Uh, probably the the most well known are, are Logos and um, Accordance. Mm. I'm going to speak mostly about Logos. Uh, it's the one that I use. Logos is very expandable. You can expand it by individual purchases. Um, you can also expand it by large uh, package groupings uh, mm. that can add to it. Yeah. And so uh, one of the things that it'll give you, it'll give you instant access to resources for language, uh, the, the original text in Hebrew and Greek, even though you don't read, may or may not read them, mm-hmm. uh, you can still get access to them because of the uh, easy digital nature of the, of the tools on Logos. They'll also be uh, Bible dictionaries, there's uh, Bible atlases, there are some commentaries on there. Uh, there's just a variety of tools and resources, and you can quickly cover large amounts. In fact, Logos will do too. If you want to do a Bible reading plan, if you want to read on a specific topic, mm-hmm. it, many of them are already built in there, and it'll generate the reading plan instantly for you. Oh, or cool. if you want to read the Bible in a certain amount of time, uh, you can set up the parameters. And like will, 90 days? If 90 days was something you'd want to do, hmm. they can do that. Interesting. So, uh, you know, it's the quickest, easiest way to accumulate the most resources with the most ease of use of any other method. Ooh. Get good Bible software. So I think yeah. everybody should get one. Buy it at a level you can afford. They come in tiers and, yeah. and at different costs. Find a, find a Bible software that works for you. I like Logos. Uh, I think everybody should have a Bible software plan. Yeah, I'm torn because I don't have one of those. And I remember almost every single professor I had at Evangel, the school that we uh, are both connected to, um, had used Accordance. Why didn't I, why didn't you reference CBC first? CB what? All right, never mind. <laughs> um, so yeah, they all used accordance, and mm-hmm. I don't know if that was just because like they preferred it from an academic standpoint, or if it was more practical, or so accordance is a. Uh, uh, excellent software that affords many of the options that Logos has. Okay. It, it's cheaper uh, oh. oftentimes, hmm. but it also runs much lighter. Oh, okay. And what I mean by that is Logos is a, a very heavy program mm. on your computer. Um, now, I will tell you this. Whatever resources you buy on Logos are accessible not only on your computer, but mm. also on your phone. Oh. Now, Accordance runs much faster much, much faster. And it doesn't put as much of a demand on your computer system. Okay. Um, and so it's uh, it's cheaper. It's not as expandable as Logos. Okay. Uh, it doesn't have as many of the peripheral resources. It has many, it has the key ones, it has everything you probably want. But as a platform, Logos has a little more expandability. Okay, cool. Well, and that's why I've considered Logos because of the, and because of the tiers and mm-hmm. stuff like that. So if you want to gift me Logos today, go to Logos.com and I'm kidding. Um, wow. We're I, making appeals now. Just, you know, if you really want me to, you know, be able to teach your youth effectively, I feel like you should. I'm kidding. Wow. I'm kidding. I'm doing that already. I have a library. Anyway. Is there anything else you want? Apart from Logos, uh, what other tool would you want to use in your Bible study? Like software-wise? No, just any other tools that you might be interested in. Well, um, 
I would love, well, I, I personally would like an ESV study Bible. I guess I should say that as well since I mentioned it. I've actually uh, looked into that um, and I might budget for one. But if you want to beat me to the punch, always. Um, <laughs> yeah, um, I would love my own collection of um, commentaries. And I've been building small amounts um, mm-hmm. from overflow from your library <laughs> and some uh, random gifts from uh, you know people donating books to us. Hold on. When you say overflow from my library, are you coming in here when I'm not here calling it overflow <laughs> and that's why there's some gaps <laughs> on my desk? No, no. Oh, you've okay. given me oh, your overflow. Okay. <laughs> that doesn't seem like anything I would do, but I'll take your word for it. Yeah. Well, when you have like triple the, uh, like the, the book of the same book. Okay. That know, seems like something. Typically, you, you don't need that. So... <laughs> Um, but yeah, so, uh, expanding my own library, that's what I do. Um, but another great, uh, study resource for us other than using software because software costs money. Um, the internet happens to be free. Um, but that comes with a couple caveats. So hold on. Are you doing the majority of your sermon prep and biblical study from Wikipedia? (laughs) No, no, I am not. See, that would have explained so much to me, but now I'm confused. (laughs) No, no, no. I use, uh, I use, um, I use uh, Facebook threads, actually. I, I go and I search a topic and I see all the arguments and people raging at each other and I just take the ones that are most offensive. All for the glory of Jesus. And I just... <laughs> no, so uh, I want to give you a couple online resources because the danger of just saying go Google it um, is you're going to get the top result, um, top few results. I doubt that you're going to scroll more than one page and you're probably going to just be satisfied with what you start clicking on. And, um, the danger of that is they're not always good, reliable resources. Hey, I'm going to be honest with you. I've seen many times things, uh, you know, take just the, the typical urban legend stuff apart mm-hmm. from biblical, you know how a thing gets repeated enough times and everybody assumes that it's true. Mm-hmm. I'm telling you that happens all the time with certain things online in reference to biblical studies. Mm-hmm. Oh, this was, you know, this is what this is. And to be honest, it's just not accurate. So you have yeah. to be careful. So how are you careful about that? Well, I I was given um, a resource in my high school years by one of my mentor pastors, and it's a resource I still use today. So using trusted a trusted source from pastors who are intentional about their study, like us, <laughs> um, is you want to use a trusted source. If you don't know anybody using it, don't use it. <laughs> like that could be a good rule of thumb for you. If you just found a random website, just because it looks cool, just because the article has, it's just because it's a nice blog um, from a random writer who has yeah. no authority in writing what they're writing. <laughs> yeah. um, doesn't mean that like that that's not, you're going to be your resource. So one of the resources I want to give you today is blueletterbible.org. Okay. This was given to me in um, my high school years by my um, awesome uh, mentor pastor at the time. And so what is really cool about Blue Letter Bible is it gives you a lot of a lot of the free resources that are out there. It connects it directly onto there. So like some basic, really basic commentary stuff. Um, so if you're in a pinch and you just want to see a little something on it, you can see a couple of writers on it. Um, you can also, and this is probably what I use it most for is looking at the Greek and Hebrew. Mm. Now there are a couple caveats with looking at language, especially when you have no training in it. Um, 
you want to be careful on clicking on a word and then uh, preaching out of that um, for anybody who's preaching. But um, for me, it's an easy resource resource that I can just come to. I type in a passage and it shows me the interlinear. So it shows me, breaks it down word for word and it shows me the Greek or Hebrew that it was written in. And I can can look into those words. It shows, uh, I think it's Strong's um, index that I can click on and it, and it shows me the, the multiple meanings of that word if there are. Um, and that's where context comes in. You don't just like look at the first definition and be like, Oh, it's that one, you know? So, but it gives me a resource and a way to look at some words that I have questions about. Um, and, and I can, I can look at it easily and it'll also show you, um, multiple versions side by side. Um, and I love blue letter Bible for that fact. Um, it's kind of a dated website, not going to lie. Like it just looks dated, but it, it works fine and it works well. I think that's a fair description of me. I look dated, <laughs> but I still work. Well, work. <laughs> hopefully. Um, yeah. And then the final online one, yes. I just want to give real quick, and this is an easy one that you, that you probably have used if you've ever Googled scripture is Bible gateway. Yep. Um, and the reason why I offer Bible gateway is because that one I think is the best for looking at multiple versions side by side. Quickly and easily. Yep. Um, just Google a scripture and almost always it's the first one that shows up and it'll say biblegateway.com and you can actually pull up the scripture and load up a side by side multiple versions. So if you want to see some variation in what you're reading, if you're reading New Living Translation and you're like, does it really say it like that? You can instantly check with a more uh, with a more word for word translation like the ESV or uh, NASB, yep. whatever it is. Yep. Well, the last thing I want to do is really quickly because I could take uh, multiple uh, PB and J sessions to go through all of these all day. things. I could, but we're going to go very quickly. Just some three categories of books that might be useful. Um, a survey book of the books of the Bible. Usually they're divided into Old Testament and New Testament. Um, just a couple. I mean, I, I could give you dozens of each of these. Mm-hmm. Um, here's one by Gleason Archer on the Old Testament, a survey of Old Testament introduction. Yep, you can take a look at that. This is a brand new one that's just come out within the last year by one of the most well-known biblical scholars. Um N.T. Wright has written a new one on the New Testament called The New Testament in Its World. Mm. Um, great uh, great reference work. Everybody should have a survey. This gives you... almost bought this one. Yeah, I did. I did buy it. Um, it's uh, It gives you what an, a study Bible would give you, which is an outline of the book, major themes, mm-hmm. author, timing. But it does all of that to a much, much, much more developed degree. Yeah. And it's going to give you a lot more of the historical, cultural background as well. So it'll set the scenes for you on major books of the Bible. Okay? Good Commentaries. Stuff. Yes. Um, now, this is one of the areas that I think is most challenging because yeah. the commentary is limited oftentimes by the perspective of the author and yeah. the agenda. And so you can get commentaries that are great and you can get commentaries that are disastrous. Ooh, yeah. um, and they're all sold on commentary pages on Amazon. So a couple that uh, series, I'll just give you a couple series I like rather than specific authors. Um, this is a very simple, accessible one, um, but it's a good entry level uh 
significant. It's not a devotional commentary. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think if you're going to do a devotional commentary, just buy a devotional. Uh, if you want a commentary, <laughs> get a commentary that's going to deal with it yeah. substantively. And uh, this one's by Tyndale, the Tyndale New Testament commentaries. They also make the equivalent Old Testament commentary on that. Good stuff. Um, if you want to go up one more level of intensity, um, you go to something like this. This is the uh, New International Commentary on the New Testament series. Woo! Um, and these are more expensive, uh, but they are also more How substantial. Well, I mean, they're they're hardcover book prices. I mean, I'm not <laughs> yeah. sure exactly what Pretty they're penny. currently going for, but but you're going to spend minimum probably thirty plus for each book in the series yeah. at least. Um, so, uh, but these are great. This is a great series, mm. uh, and they also have the corresponding Old Testament one, the New International yeah. Commentary on the Old Testament. All right, Good stuff. Um, biblical study books. So these are books if you want to go deeper in developing the tools and the resources to be a good interpreter of Scripture. Um, I'm going to give you two series, uh, or a series and a, a book. So this one um, is a series called "Reading the Bible as Literature" um, mm. by uh, Leland Riken. Leland Riken is a uh, emeritus professor from uh, Wheaton College and um, just a really wonderful man and a great scholar. And uh, so he approaches it differently than many biblical studies. And I think this book might be, or this series in particular, because they break it down like this is the one on the Gospels. Um, he approaches it in a way I think that would be especially interesting and probably most relevant for the average sitting in church person who wants to learn to read the Bible a little more carefully. Yeah. Love this series. Very accessible. Will help you to see things you've never seen before. Love it. And what's our final one? Final one. Um, this one's an actual hermeneutics book, and there's a lot of great ones. A what book? Uh, hermeneutics book. That's the study of biblical interpretation. Boom. Yeah, nailed it. Um, so uh, there's a lot of different hermeneutics books, many of them that I'd recommend along the way. Um, but I wanted to give you one that would probably be the equivalent of a a first year or early uh, Bible college. Yeah. Uh, it's exactly college what it level. is, actually, because yeah. that's what they started using at Evangel. That's what they Freshman targeted year. in writing. We can give you ones that are beneath that and ones that are beyond that. Mm-hmm. Uh, but this is a good one, I think, for the average person. You say, yeah. I really want to get deeper. I want to understand some of the issues. I want to begin to understand how to interpret the specific uh, sections of Scripture, types of literature in the Scripture. This is a great book. One of the things that's really great about this book is they sell it in a in a package together okay. with a DVD of the authors actually teaching a course from the book. There you go. And they give you a little a workbook that you can practice on biblical passages. Ooh. And a study, a little... Um, um, laminated study sheet that helps you with clues on understanding grammatical interrelationships, some of the big picture of uh, scripture and, and, and putting things in context. So in that package, you get the book, the workbook, the study guide, and the, um, uh, the DVD of the author's teaching. So it's a great, mm. it's like going to an introductory class. Boom shaka All right, now we have covered lots of ground in this one, but the one thing we have not Ooh. finished is... Talking Action. about our saying, sandwich. We did finish. Man, we went we went big time after the sandwich today. It didn't make it through my first answer. Oh, now, yeah. we uh, we want to set the stage because yeah. we have a rating scale that we mm-hmm. use. Tell us about our rating scale. So today we're using the David Lee scale. The Lee scale. The Lee scale. Excellent. Um, how did you feel about this sandwich? Oh, man. 
I loved me some of this sandwich. This was good. Yeah, it was the best one we've had so far. There's mm-hmm. no doubt. I thought it was a winner all the way around. Oh, yeah. I thought the taste of the bread, the, the, the strawberry is phenomenal. And it's mm-hmm. not just strawberry. It's not strawberry jelly. It's preserved. It's not strawberry jam. It's preserved. It's preserved. <laughs> and so um, I will say the only the only downside is I thought the bread for a brand new mm-hmm. loaf of bread right out of the, the thing, and this is the type of bread it is, the texture was just a little denser than I mm. would absolutely like. See, but, I liked that. But. But, but the flavor was phenomenal. Yeah. So way to go, Aunt Millie. Um, <laughs> so for me, if I'm going to give you my rating, okay. if we're doing one to five. One to five. Lees, mm-hmm. I'm going four and a half Lees. What? Yeah, four and a half Lees. Four Lees's. and a half. I dove all in. Four and a half Lees. Whoa, okay. That's the highest score. You know, and I Absolutely. thought that I was racy when I put four in the first episode. No, man, I dove in big. Wow. that's You just said that's a near perfect sandwich. Yeah, I did. I, I'm setting the bar high. Okay. Well, uh, in my opinion, um, I loved everything that you said. I agreed with almost everything. This is my personal, like I said, uh, my personal favorite um, peanut butter right there. Um, I would prefer if maybe we had crunchy. A little crunch. That probably might have taken you to the five. Oh, it would have taken me to the five. That would have taken you to the five. Yeah, buddy. Um, I absolutely loved the bread. The bread was fantastic. It was everything I wanted it to be. Um, I like a little bit of a denser bread, I guess. That doesn't surprise me that you're kind of dense. (laughs) Yeah, thanks. (laughs) And um, I'm not a, I'm a grape over strawberry guy, Mm. but um, strawberry preserves are just, mm. Mm. Yeah, I agree. Mm. Yeah. So um, I'm going to have to go with a solid four. Four. I'm not going as crazy as you did because I'm not going to say it was that perfect, but um, it was a solid, like this is a strong, without a doubt, minimum four. Yeah. So that's eight and a half Lees. Mm. If you want to know the conversion rate between ratios between Lees to head flashes to Bundy's, Bundy's, we'll publish that at a later date. Mm -hmm. Um, It'll be a whole sheet. Oh yeah. And it's complicated. Be ready for some algebra. (laughs) But uh, hey, if you are enjoying and growing from this podcast, we'd encourage you to like it. Yeah. To comment on it. Mm. Maybe even to share it. And on certain platforms that it's being offered, you could even rate it. Yeah. So all of those things. That helps us because we're doing this for some fun. We're doing this for some discipleship, but we're also doing this to make a difference. And uh, we hope our conversations help that. Yeah. We hope that this opens conversation for you at home with your families. We hope that this is something you would love to share with your coworkers or somebody that you just want to talk about faith with and be like, hey, do you study the Bible? <laughs> what do you use to study the Bible? Yep. Here's some sources that we just get, that I just learned from this video with my crazy pastors. So that's us, um, the crazy pastors. Yep, that's well, us. Hey, if I would just leave us on this word, uh, you know, Pastor John has encouraged you to stay crunchy. Mm-hmm. He told you to stay weedy. Yeah, I did. Um, I'm going to make mine theological. I'm praying for your preservation. Mm. Stay preserved. <laughs>